I am Bush. I hope that you are having yourself a great day. It is me, your host, the DTP. I am Colton G. I know that I told you guys we were going to be having an interview coming your way today. Unfortunately, my guest that I was supposed to have had to reschedule yesterday when we were supposed to converse. No worry. Because we're able to adapt, we're able to do things, we're able to reschedule with that guest. We'll bring him back another day. And for today, though, we're going to be doing part three of the frequently asked questions, Ask G Anything. This is something that we started back in 2020 over on our YouTube page. So we asked you guys to ask us questions, emails, and the comments, all of that stuff. And then, you know, we just sort of piled them into a folder and haven't done anything with a lot of them since then so it's about time that we get some of those questions answered so that you know you guys can continue to ask more questions we can continue to learn more about each other and just have fun with that so why don't we just jump on into this so i've picked some of the questions some around the theme of wrestling since that was what our latest interview happened to be about and then a few other things just you know life related so let's see what fun we can get into let's go all right aew or wwe who would you rather work for well that is a uh, easier answer because it's uh who is gonna let me continue podcasting uh possibly releasing music and all of the other ventures that i have i mean refereeing is great but i also don't want to put everything on hold for forever so if that happens to be wwe AEW, impact new japan ring of honor major league wrestling whoever happens to uh let me continue doing this thing as well then fantastic that's uh that's beneficial for all parties i feel because i think i could also you know interview some of the wrestlers and other people around the industry and you know that just helps me give back to the industry in another way so yeah whoever allows me to keep doing that let's sign it up sign me a contract i want to raff all right uh question two for today who are some of your favorite wrestlers? I'm pretty sure that I've answered uh, some of this question back in episode three of the DT vlog, but let's jump right back into that. Um, definitely the Hardy Boys, both of them. The tag team is at the top, both Matt and Jeff. Uh, definitely a very big fan of the team and just everything that they have accomplished throughout their careers and also a big fan of a lot of the tag teams that they faced during uh, the time that I was watching them back in the day. So Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys were definitely someone that I was watching a lot of as well. Um, very big fan of wrestlers like Chris Jericho, Rob Van Dam. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio, um, as someone who's a little bit smaller and who has had aspirations of being a wrestler one day, uh, those wrestlers that definitely rewrote the code of what a uh, main event wrestler, what a world champion can look like, it definitely uh, helped to inspire 
me as a young individual, and yet those were definitely some of my favorite wrestlers. WWE wants to hire you, but as a backstage interviewer, not a referee. Do you do it? Well, once again, if I can still run the podcast, and I mean... If I got to go to the show, be on national TV, uh, probably get a pretty decent paycheck at the time that I'm doing it, maybe even travel the world. Um, Backstage interviewer sounds perfectly fine to me. Um, I mean, if I do a bad job and I get fired, I got to go back to the Indies and I can ref there. And if I do a good enough job that I get to stick around, I probably make a pretty decent career, retire with a decent bag, and... Yeah, just have a uh, fun time with that. So if that's the opportunity that comes my way, then for sure, I would definitely uh, be happy to take that. Are you planning to wrestle one day? I hope so. Um, I've debuted as referee Colton G in a over-the-top rope battle royale at one point. So it would be awesome to uh, continue training. I plan to continue training. I've done some seminars. I want to go down to the Lionsgate Dojo, uh, just like my buddy Justin Sider from the uh, last interview that I did. I want to polish things up, and I definitely do want to wrestle as well. But I think refereeing is something that I'm excelling at, so I think that's, that's like... Probably my main um, just focus right now is just being the best ref that I can be. And then if I can have some matches in uh, my career as well, then hell yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get off the wrestling questions for a little bit and just answer some of the uh, things that we've gotten from the vlog and other episodes as well. So um, let's jump into those. I've noticed the Carolina Panthers sticker on the back of your truck. How did you become a fan of the Panthers in Canada? Well, I like Jungle Cats. I've always been a fan of cats. Um, There was a point where I definitely didn't want to cheer for other teams. My dad is a uh, Green Bay Packers fan. Um, But I think Steve Smith, um, once again, sort of that... uh, smaller framework of somebody who's like tinier a lot of people like look down on him and don't think that he's really uh, capable of doing the job but Steve Smith would get up he'd punch people in the face and then he would score a touchdown and then he would dance on you so (laughs) um, I think just watching uh, Smitty's um, presence on the field and his never give up attitude especially when he continued to get hurt too and people would continue to write him off and he would just continue to come back even when the panthers wrote him off he went to the ravens and still continued to have an incredible career so yeah uh steve smith was definitely a big part of my love of the panthers and they've had good defenses for a lot of my fandom too and i'm definitely a uh, defensive football fan so everybody who hates those like really low scoring games where it's like carolina versus seattle where it's like 14 to 12 and everyone's like boo there was no offense i love those games (laughs) what do you regret the most um all right that's a deep one uh so i don't necessarily regret 
most of the things that have happened in my life. It's not that all of those were his experiences that helped to uh, craft me into the human being who I am today. And I wouldn't change who I am today, like the things that I want to change. I'm working towards changing them. And I know that I still have the opportunity to change those things. So it's not necessarily like any like moments I would change, but it's definitely um, back when I was like dealing with a lot more of my depression and like my PTSD and my anxiety, I would spend a lot of time just sort of laying in bed, not doing anything rather than trying to fix what was wrong with me or what was causing me those anxieties or dealing with the PTSD and actually like trying to figure out how to properly deal with that. It's just the, uh, the time. Uh, time is a very limited commodity. It's one of the most precious things I feel that any of us can have. And it's something that I definitely almost lost. So time is important, and I wish I would have done more with the time that I didn't necessarily use properly, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So we have a, a couple questions about my drinking. So let's see here. Um, when did you quit drinking? And how hard was it to quit drinking? So these are actually two separate questions that I have received. When did I quit? September 9th, 2013. It has now been over seven years. That's a really interesting thought. Um, you know, it's like seven months was difficult. Um, I guess this is going right, right into how was it to quit. Um, I was someone who drank a lot uh, for what some people would consider. It was definitely more than just social drinking in a lot of cases. Um, like I can honestly say that there was a Halloween party where I'm pretty sure I crushed a 40 and at least a Mickey on top of that. Like that was spread out between like we were one of the first people at the party at probably like eight o'clock and I think homeboy's dad came to pick us up around like two or three but i know i drank a lot i know i've drank a lot throughout my life um so i think i'm not sure exactly like if that made my withdrawal tougher or not and it's like uh alcohol withdrawal is something that a lot of people undersell where they don't think it's like necessarily that terrible or that like difficult but like um, alcohol withdrawal has been compared to heroin withdrawal and like if you have a weak heart alcohol withdrawal can stop your heart like when I ended up in the hospital um, like I thought my heart wanted to jump out of my chest um, like when I was going through withdrawal from like the second to the fifth month I was probably waking up daily and throwing up at like two o'clock in the morning like clockwork sometimes I would throw up twice in a night like two and six um i was also putting myself in very bad situations um where like well not bad i was doing a good thing where i was like ddng for my friends and i was trying to be responsible since i was no longer drinking but because that was putting me in party environments that definitely didn't make things easier so it wasn't like 
easy by any means, but it was definitely worthwhile. Definitely worthwhile because what I've uh, gained from that, I'm not saying that like drinking is a bad thing. It's just saying like if you drink to the point where I was, where it's like it's not even necessarily just for social, like I drank to get messed up. And like financially, that wasn't healthy for friendships and relationships, that wasn't healthy. And I definitely feel like I am uh, definitely a uh, better person when I'm not getting smashed constantly. Like, yeah, sure, Party Colton is a fun person to be around. But I feel like I'm also a person you can have fun with when I'm not because, I mean, I'd like to do really ridiculous things. Anyway. Why are your eyes red? Uh, when I do these frequently asked questions, ask G anything. That's because I'm blitzed out of my tree. Yes. Ah. Marijuana's legal now. So y'all can't judge me. Ha 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 ha. Ah, uh, yes. And another question that I still get a lot is, are you accepting new artists? The answer is always yes. All you have to do is email me at desert.tiger.podcast at gmail.com. Send me your uh, new music, whatever you've got coming up. Let me know what you've got on the future, what you've done. Send me like a link to biography, your singles. Um, yeah. We can figure something out, I'm sure, at the very least. At least you can reach out to me and I can let you know what I think. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll throw you on a playlist or something. At the very least, we'll, we'll make something happen. Email me, even just message me on Instagram at the Desert to Higher podcast page. Um, even my page, The Colton G. Hit us up on any of our social media, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, we can definitely still open to this. I've got... 100, over 100 interviews I want to do this year. we got to fill those dates, so let's make it happen. Um, yeah, so I think that's where we're going to end this episode of FAQ number three. So for the YouTube version of this, it's just going to be one single video. For those of you who listen to the audio version of the podcast after this wraps up, we're going to jump right into FAQ number one and then number two from there because I actually looked through the history of the audio version of the podcast and I've never released those to you. So I stripped the audio from those videos and we're going to be adding them on here for you so you can hear some of the other questions that I have answered through time like how do I book guests, who have some of my favorite guests been or favorite interviews episodes been um just other things as well so yeah um either way i hope no matter which way you're tuning into desert tiger i hope you're having a fantastic day i hope you enjoyed this episode of faq number three if you have any questions for me email them to me send them to us on the social media put them down in the comments below We'll try and get to them uh, a lot quicker than we did for this last run. So hopefully, you know, we'll have another uh, AMA, uh, AGA FAQ coming at you in February. But until then, stay beautiful. Find your mountain, your oasis, whatever makes your uh, heart sing to its fullest capacity. Find your roar, craft your roar, show everyone how beautiful and powerful your roar is. And until next time. So
Colton G in this episode of the DT Vlog. We're going to start kicking off a little bit of a frequently asked questions slash a uh, ask G anything portion of Desert Tiger here. We've been saying that we're going to be doing this for a while, so here it finally is. Don't worry if you still want a question asked in the future. This is only part one. It's only part one, so still lots of time to get things in for a future episode of the FAQ slash AGA. So today, we're going to be covering mostly some frequently asked questions so we can knock those out of the park, get them out of the way, and we can move forward with some of the other burning questions that you have to ask me. Colton G. Alright, let's get started. How do you book guests? Well, thankfully at this point in the game, I am incredibly lucky to work with some of the most talented, most reputable PR agents in Canada, in North America. What is a PR agent? It means public relations. They're the type of people that help set up interviews for artists, uh, actors, musicians, anyone who's really trying to get out there, to spread their name out there. And like I said, luckily enough, I get to work with some of these people, but this was not always the case, sadly. Sadly, this was not always the case. And at the beginning, thankfully having played in a band previously, I got to work with a lot of other musicians got to play shows with other touring musicians, meet a lot of other driven, inspired people. So I interviewed a lot of those individuals at the beginning of Desert Tiger. Sometimes those individuals have other connections. I would uh, try and find media contacts inside of people's Facebook about pages. Um, I would try and message the band's page through that. If the band had an email, I would try and message that, just say, hey, what's up? I would even just like, if I was going to a show, I would bring a business card and I would meet up with the band member at the merch booth and just say, hey, in the future, would you be down for a phoner? Or sometimes even they'll just say, oh, we got time right now. Let's go rock it out. And you're like, okay, well, I'll go get my recording equipment. Sometimes you just have to take the opportunities that are present to you. And when it does come to emailing bands or PR agents, what exactly are can you offer them? So at the beginning of doing things, like it's hard to say what is my demographic going to be and where is my audience and these are the people that I've interviewed before. So it's hard to have that list when you get started. Once you have that, it's a lot easier. But getting started, what are the burning questions that you want to ask an artist? Uh, what different way can you illuminate and shine a light on this artist that maybe you think hasn't been done before? Like I said, what different thing can you bring that is going to make them want to work with you? What is your research process like? Well, I put in a lot of time of research, so it really depends on what style of guest is going to be on the show. I've interviewed podcasters before, directors, actors, authors, all sorts of things, but the main, the main focus of Desert Tiger so far has been musicians. 
So we're going to use the example of a musician. Let's use the example of the artist who I recently dropped an interview with. That would be Ezra Jordan. So we're actually going to pull out my nice handy dandy uh, paperwork here. This is the yellow legal paper that I use in order to take notes. I know, super, super professional. So over here you'll find the artist's uh, songs in order of release. I will download all of these and I will listen to them at every single opportunity I have. If I'm out for a walk, if I'm at the gym, when the gym reopens, but even if I'm doing my home workout, I'll do those um, any and every opportunity so that I can not only cram these songs in my head, but sort of get an idea of the artist's transition through their releases. Over here, you'll see the songs from the artist's most recent uh, album. So all those are in order just so that I have like a reference to what the songs are. So if an artist starts talking about the song, then I can know where it is on the album. And like I said, I'm already trying to cram it in my head, so I also have an idea of what that song sounds like. So if an artist brings up a certain song unexpectedly, I'm already ready to dive further in on that song if I have to. So yeah, um, otherwise, on the notes, so we'll start out with early things from their career. What was their experience like? What we could find out? What did they start out with in music? Um, in the middle, we'll get into more of what has been the last few years, and at the bottom, we'll have the most recent experiences, things that have happened recently, like Ezra just having one million uh, streams on one of his songs on Spotify, uh, Cheap Therapy, and what it was inspired by various things, and then we'll have even just other interesting points that I have, or other burning questions that maybe didn't make it into the notes that I maybe want to try and factor into the interview. So all in all, between listening to the artist's music, going through their biography and taking points out of it, and then also going through their social media and just trying to find any interesting thing that I can maybe bring up or dive deeper on that maybe they haven't, and also reading the other interviews the artist has done, because if they've been asked the same thing six different times, how can you dive further into that topic? Or how can you maybe just ask a different question altogether? So yeah, research process probably takes me about four to six hours for most interviewees for Desert Tiger. Favorite guests from the past of Desert Tiger? Well, just like any parent who has a child, Answering the favorite question is always super difficult, and there's actually a reason why I stopped asking artists if they have a favorite song from their catalog or from an album, because it's really awkward to say, oh yeah, no, this is definitely the shining light, because then what do you say about the other ones? Because every song is special to an artist and helped an artist express a very different feeling that they've had at a various moment and that they felt that they needed to express. So every song is important to an artist for a reason. So I don't really like to say favorites, but I do like to shine lights on interviews that maybe people uh, would be not expecting to be an incredible interview, or maybe someone who one of the listeners has never heard of before. Maybe someone who is a uh, buried treasure 
we'll call it, one of the interviews that maybe someone hasn't exactly gained a lot of ground yet, but they have an incredible story behind what they have accomplished. Uh, recent episodes like Raina Krangle. Uh, Raina had to recover from a mild traumatic brain injury. So diving into just using that as a healing process and music therapy to help her with recovering from a brain injury was an incredible conversation. Uh, another musician that was an incredibly deep conversation was Danny Blueberry. Uh, that one's just like an entire heart wrencher because when I got offered the interview, even my, I myself wasn't exactly aware of what I was going to be getting into. And then once I started diving into the conversation with Danny, my goodness, it is just full of emotions and just twists and turns and what that, what he had to go through just in order to release this album of music that he wrote back in the 90s uh, right now and it's just an incredible journey and then I'll throw out a non-music related interview so we'll say Bay Ragney. Bay Ragney does run a music related radio show but he also used to be a wrestler. He was once known as Chubby Dudley in the ECW, yes Extreme Championship Wrestling just being a part of the Dudley brother family, but not exactly being able to be at the forefront of the Dudley brothers, that was an incredible conversation. And then just getting into how he has found happiness later on in his life through things like his radio show and otherwise. And he's just continued to find happiness since my conversation with him. I've actually kept up uh, with Bay on social media. So that's a really good interview that I'm super super proud of. Alright, last question for part one of the frequently asked questions slash AGA here on the Desert Tiger vlog. Who would you like to interview in the future? So as you guys have heard, I like to interview people from various different aspects of things. So from a music standpoint, I've always been a really big Iron Maiden fan. Yes, up the irons. I've always wanted to speak to really any member of that band because it's just been a huge band in my own life. And I feel I would just pretty much jump for joy and probably run through a wall if I had the opportunity to speak to any of the members of that band. Another band I would love to interview and is also in my top three favorite bands is Coheed and Cambria. Uh, would just love to talk to Coheed himself or Claudio himself all about the Amory Wars and just transitioning from that story and moving forward after he got past the main content of the story. From a wrestling standpoint, I would always love to interview Mick Foley. I almost had the opportunity a few years ago, but I got super sick and I couldn't make it happen. What can you do? I would also really love to interview Chris Jericho, uh, Le Champion, because, I mean, basically, he inspires me in so different ways because of everything he's done with his work with Fozzie, with Talk is Jericho in wrestling with everything else that this man does in acting and everything too i would love to know how he balances it all and i think i could just get a really good conversation with chris but i mean who know who knows right who knows what opportunities will come to me 
outside of music, outside of wrestling, uh, someone else that I would really love to interview. I would really love to interview Chris Cavallini, the owner of Nutrition Solutions in, I believe they're located somewhere in Florida. Just the work ethic and inspiration that this man gives with everything. And if you've never even heard of his podcast, it's called Start Today. And you need to listen to it starting today because it is freaking epic and he works his ass off. You should follow him on social media for sure. So I believe, like I said, that's all for this episode of the FAQ slash AGA. If you have any questions for the future, put them on down in the comments or you can email me at desert.tiger.podcast at gmail.com. If you want to stay anonymous, you can just go ahead and say so. If you want to shout out as well, we have no problem in showing you a little bit of love. All right, go ahead, hit follow, hit subscribe, wherever that is in the screen. I don't know where I'm pointing. I'm still pretty new at this. If you want to support the uh, podcast in Desert Tiger. Otherwise, you can do so at ilovedtp.com. I probably just moved my hands in the wrong direction again, but whatever, you guys. We're figuring it out together, and yeah. Alright, I hope you're staying happy. I hope you're staying healthy. And until next time, ah! This week on the Desert Tiger Podcast Vlog, well, it is episode two of Ask G, that's me, anything slash the frequently asked questions of Desert Tiger. That's right, I've wanted to do at least one of these a month, and the one I released earlier in May was actually originally planned for the end of April. So rather than just dialing it in and saying, well, I already released one in May, we're just going to go ahead and release a second one in May so that we're not slacking, so that we're not being a clown and doing that thing. So yeah, this is going to be episode two of the FAQ slash AGA. Let's get it rocking. Question number one, why? Desert Tiger. So when I was a very young, what do I mean when I was very young? I still am a very huge fan of anime and uh, mech animes, specifically Gundam, have always been on the top of this list. And Andrew Garfield, the Desert Tiger, is a character in Gundam Seed. He is sort of a guerrilla warfare style of fighter. He is an antagonist when we first meet him, but spoiler alert, the show's more than 10 years old, so if this is a spoiler alert for you, you truly have no intention of watching the show, I'm sure. So yeah, he becomes a protagonist in the end. He sees the error of his ways and he adapts. So anyway, at 19, I wanted to start a record label and I decided that Desert Tiger was a really damn cool name to uh, name this record label. But unfortunately, 19-year-old me didn't necessarily have the work ethic, the foresight for starting 
a record label or to see just how much work would go into starting a record label. So I made the Facebook page. I looked into a bunch of other things, but it didn't really get much further than that. So we ended up like roll down the road. So I ended up breaking my wrist. I end up quitting my band. I can't do anything creative. I decided to start a podcast and suddenly I've got Desert Tiger just sitting on my Facebook page and it's just sitting there and it's just been sitting there for almost a decade now waiting to get used. And just like Andrew Garfield, the Desert Tiger in Gundam, I too had adapted and I too was finding a new way to craft and use my abilities to move forward and I figured why not why doesn't this name work so we went off and we started we just changed the name of that page to desert tiger podcast we then changed it to desert tiger entertainment uh, and we've gone on from forward from there it's been awesome and a side note of the name um, it is also inspired by a song by one of my favorite bands, Stick To Your Guns. They have a song called Diamond, it is spelled D-I-M, Mond, and one of the lyrics inside of the song is, I am the tiger, I am the flower. It is incredibly powerful song. It has inspired me a very, very large amount, and I actually suggest that you go ahead and check it out for yourself. You've spoken about having quit drinking, but why? Why did you quit? This question comes to us from an anonymous fan of the podcast. And uh, so yes, like a lot of people, I um, drank a lot when I was younger. I drank because I had social anxiety issues. I drank because I had a depression. Um, from a social anxiety standpoint, I was someone who was bullied a lot when I was a younger individual, and I was partying with a lot of the people who bullied me a lot when I was younger, and a lot of these people, of course, you guys know how peer pressure goes, so you end up at parties, you end up drinking, and you're trying to get comfortable with people who maybe you haven't been comfortable with your entire life. So maybe you do a few things, you get a little bit reckless, and also there's other experiences, like I wasn't very good in school, there's some issues with family, other things, childhood depression of course is very real, things with family and friends, like I said. So basically just all of those things combined ended up leading me down a road. Uh, I graduated at 17, so a lot of like pit parties and a lot of other things. Um, just eventually I would end up drinking myself into the hospital. Um, some would say three times, I guess two you can definitely blame on it. The third time I was drinking the day more so beforehand, not really the day I ended up in the hospital. So I'm sure alcohol had a contributing factor in it, but I'm not sure necessarily exactly that's what put me there but anyway yes so there's been times where i have drank myself into the hospital and on the second time that i did it basically by the time i got to the hospital there was actually no point in pumping my stomach we were too far gone past this point for there to even be um that situation so yeah uh, i was someone who went hard and my body could not 
keep up with me it was starting to catch up i was starting to pay a price for it so i decided to make the decision that it was better for my health in the long run that i ended up quitting alcohol and yeah i hope that that ends up answering most of the question for you you've been saying for a long time colton that you plan on releasing music what is the holdup from anonymous well, Anonymous in this case happens to be a very good friend of mine, and Anonymous is not wrong. I've been saying for a long time that I have been uh, wanting to release music of my own. In the last two and a half years of Desert Tiger, I have helped like countless, like over a hundred different interviews. I have helped a lot of those individuals with music releases to hype them up to help share their music with new listeners to help connect them with new individuals as a bass player i guess technically as a session musician you would say i have helped bands release albums but i've never taken part in the recording of those albums i've never actually released anything of my own work anything that i've written anything that i've actually had a hand in recording so i've always wanted to take a really big step with that and i've been saying for a long time that we're going to take that step soon but in saying that i want to make sure that i take the proper steps in doing so in the last two and a half years i have learned a lot about properly releasing music to various platforms and about even making a strong debut you want to make sure that you have everything mixed and mastered you want to make sure that you have everything ready you don't want to rush it yourself i mean i do have a lot of dates in mind for releases here in 2020 but we're not exactly there yet for announcing those dates I want to make sure that I have songs back, that I'm happy with them, and that the wheels are in motion before I go ahead and start getting you guys excited for this. This is actually something that we cover in this week's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast with my guest, Crossed Out, that releases on this Friday. We talk about how he is taking the time to make sure that he is properly releasing his next album. And that's something that I definitely want to as well. Yes, there is a point to just getting out your art as fast as you can, but sometimes there is also an art to making sure that you shine and illuminate things in the proper way. And I definitely want to make sure that I do that. So stay tuned. Like I said, there will be singles not only being announced, but released in 2020. And I even have a second project that I plan on releasing as well, but that's probably not going to be until 2021. this week of the DTQ 
Q&A slash Ask G Anything. We knocked out four questions for you guys. If you have any questions in the future, you can ask them over at, well, you can ask them down in the comments. Yeah, you can ask them down there. You should also probably subscribe. I believe it's somewhere over here. Hit the bell if you want to. And then you can also ask your questions if you want to stay a little more anonymous. You can email them to desert.tiger.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can also go ahead and message us on social media as well. If you want to cop yourself some sick Desert Tiger podcast gear, you can head on over to ilovedtp.com. And you can also check out the rest of the Desert Tiger podcast through there as well. All right. Until next time. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Peace.